0: I'm Chanel Shaw.
1: And I'm Katie Persia-McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. Today on Ave Spotlight, we are chatting with Catherine Fowler-Sample, author of Gathered Together and creator of the Dating Project documentary, about how forming community is essential to our faith and not only uplifts our own lives, but changes the world for the better.
0: Well, welcome to the show. Um, we're so excited to have you, Catherine. Um, so uh, this is my second time ever hosting this. <laughs> so-, <laughs> nice. so please bear with me. Um, we're excited to have you. We know that you... Um, Wrote and produced the dating project. Can you tell us more about that?
2: Yes. Well, a few years ago, I was single in Los Angeles and I was attending a birthday party of a girl, and there were about a dozen girls there. And I looked around and realized that every woman in the room was single. Mm -hmm. And it was just that moment of being like, wow, of course, there's nothing wrong with being single, but there was no reason that these girls couldn't be in wonderful relationships because they were all wonderful people. And so it really led me on this journey of making a film to explore the collapse of courtship culture and really what's going on in the dating
1: world. So what'd you learn? What's like, I mean, other than we should all go watch the movie to learn. What's like the thesis statement? Like, what did you learn?
2: Well, the most surprising thing is, We interviewed a girl in college, a guy in college, and then a girl in her 20s, a girl in her 30s, and then a guy in his 40s. And the greatest surprise was I I would think like, oh, each one of these people is going to have totally different problems. But really, their problems were very consistent. Mm. Just showing that the patterns were forming with relationships in early college really are impacting us down the road to the point where we're maybe unable to form the commitments necessary for marriage and family.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's a systemic problem in dating. It, it leads to the collapse of the family, but also just a lack of community formation. Um, yesterday the the ice cream truck came down the road in our neighborhood and it was like the biggest thrill and all the kids are running out of their houses. And like for a brief moment, we all forgot there was a pandemic. We all forgot that we'd just gone through two hurricanes and everybody flocks. And it was just, I have this picture of my daughter running towards it, her feet are flying. You see the kids coming out of the woodwork. And it's like, this is a snapshot of community that I want. Um, So Catherine, in doing the dating project and then with your new book that's coming out from Ave Maria Press, you're really focusing on this rebuilding of community. Why is that important? Why should we focus on fostering and forming communities?
2: Well, if the coronavirus has taught us one thing, it's the power of community Mm -hmm. feeling its absence has been so painful. Mm -hmm. Not being able to get together with elderly relatives, not being able to make maybe the normal travel appointments, even cross country that we normally would. I mean, even being able to get together with people in the office. I mean, who would have dreamt there would be a day when we were all like, let's get back to the office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, usually we're like ready to jump at a snow day, but it it's really the building block of human life and human existence. And that was one of the things that really struck me with the dating project, just which even inspired inadvertently this book, the idea being that community is built through one-on-one relationships Mm -hmm. and dating, although there's a romantic aspect to it, think of how many dates we've gone on that weren't, that didn't end in a romantic way. I mean, it's just the idea of sitting down and having coffee with someone and really validating their dignity as a child of God just to have a conversation with them one on one and not even be on our phones or be distracted by getting to know about a person. And so I think a lot of problems in the dating world and people's inability to date stem from a lack of ability to just have a regular one-on-one relationship with someone like even a non-sexually intimate one, not to sound too weird, mm-hmm. but that's the basis of it. Like the basis of dating is good friendship. And so that's what we're living out in community. And so this is the power of this book, the idea of gather together, you know, Christ himself said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. Also the power of strength and numbers, and being able to foster our faith as one, as one community. And so this is sort of where, you know, the connection from the dating project to Gather Together is made and just the power of supporting one another. And mm-hmm. I think we've just seen that with the coronavirus. And there was this story of my sister knows this girl who has taken the coronavirus to such extremes that she will not see anybody. And she's, you know, she'll only meet with people like at a distance in her driveway. And she just has really suffered depression because Mm -hmm. of it. And I think it's one of those things where, of course, we're worried about the bodily dangers, uh, which is very right. And we should be concerned about our health. But at the same time, you can't then negate your emotional health in all this. And I think that's what we're really seeing, that we're not made to live alone, like no man is an island. And so that's really the hope of this book, to inspire that thought in people, to get together, to form new friendships, to strengthen old.
0: Wow. So what are some, like, what are some tips that you might have, especially You know, during COVID, things are a lot different, obviously, mm-hmm. than before? So do you have any practical tips to how we can build community in this time? Yeah, that's a
2: great question. And I would say if you are unable to gather um, in person, I know, you know, there are people who they can get together, which is awesome. And if people feel comfortable with that, like that is so healthy and good. But um, if that's impossible, then the idea of going virtual, as we are right now here, we're all really gathering with this Mm -hmm. meeting and this talk, but that you can have like a virtual cocktail hour. That's a really fun idea. Even in the time of COVID, it's like we're kind of all going around in our sweats and like just very cash. And so you could even say, you could even send a little evite that says, okay, let's all get dressed up within reason and like have a cocktail and like set a time limit so people feel like, You know, it's respectful of their schedule and that sort of thing. That's a great idea. And I've done that. And then another idea is to even um, have like a little soup group. One of the ideas in my book is to have a soup group. And so you guys could even pick a recipe to make, whether it's like butternut squash soup, something kind of simple. And then everyone can make that same recipe and sort of have that as the unifying factor as you get together and share dinner, even over Zoom.
1: Yeah. And
2: then um, another idea is even to do like a cookie party. Like, you could do a kind of cookie bake and get together, like, maybe have some Christmas music playing in the background as we get closer to the holidays. Oh, wow. Just appreciate one another in that way. Like, I feel like I'm practically a professional FaceTimer because (laughs) my family lives, like, away from me. Most of them have lived away from me. For many years, sadly, we haven't been in the same location. And so I'm always on FaceTime. So like this is like undaunted for me. We've had like meals, holiday meals where there's been like, you know, a phone on the table yeah. and somebody's <laughs> like FaceTiming in. So it's very possible to do that. And um, the other way, too, is snail mail. I'm a lover of snail mail. Like send somebody a letter. Send somebody a care package to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. And that leads me to the last and most important point, being present to people in prayer, being supporting mm-hmm. of them in prayer, because people need prayer right now. there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of anxiety for the future, and people have gone had their lives upended in a lot of cases in serious ways, from this virus. so it's really an opportunity to stand even stronger as the communion of saints through the spiritual means that we have at our disposal.
1: Yeah wow, I. Mean, I love that. Hearing all of this, I'm just thinking of, of the people that I've gotten closer to virtually, Chanel being one of them, <laughs> completely virtual, never met in person, but but due to COVID have still been able to have really great conversations. Um, even if I would have necessarily been in Philly at some point this summer, that didn't happen, but but still have been able to foster that friendship. I think of my toddler who is in school, thank God, and because she's thriving around other people. Um, listening to this, there's definitely going to be some people, maybe in that young adult phase of life, who were like those folks you met when you started making the dating project, who maybe they feel like they just don't fit or they feel like the community just isn't for them. They might say, oh, I'm too introverted for that kind of thing. I'm not going to make the effort. Um, or they're hearing these practical tips and they might think, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't have anybody that that I could do that kind of thing with. What would be like your first word of encouragement or, or kind of, you know, kick in the arm, punch in the arm, like to encourage them to try to seek community or to try to build it and foster it?
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great question too. And it's that number one, I would say you are worthy to this person. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of community. You are worthy of commitment and trying to really embrace that confidence in yourself and uh, recognize that you may feel like, oh, it's not important now, or you have enough things going on, whether it be with work or hobbies, but then also thinking ahead too down the line, like this is something that's going to matter. And I think our world has had so many distractions presented to young people. And even in the form of like education, which education is absolutely wonderful, but it's delayed this idea of relationships being necessary. And the idea that everyone, I think at one day will want relationship. And like, we may not be called to, uh, marriage and family, like that, may not be your calling. You may not be called to the religious life or the consecrated life, but we are all called to relationship, mm-hmm. and that was one of the key tenets of the documentary. That idea, and so really sitting with that and prayerfully considering that, and then trying to reach out to you know someone, even if it's like a looser connection, but. I'm always amazed like how many times like maybe I've reached out to somebody to do something and they were, I was like, oh, what were you going to do tonight? And they were like, oh, I was just going to like stay at home. and like, watch a movie. Like, I feel like that's what most people are doing. Like, no shame there. I feel like that's what I'm usually doing. Like, I would love so much to be, you know, it reached out to. I mean, who doesn't love being reached out to? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's that little spark of encouragement to know that you would be so shocked at the joy and excitement that you'll spark in somebody else by just making that little risk to step out mm. and recognizing too, whether it's with dating, whether it's for finding new friends or connecting with coworkers, like not every person is going to be your perfect match, you know, maybe it'll be more of like a coffee date friend than like a lifelong bosom buddy. But (laughs) it's like, you know, kind of having that like set as a realistic expectation, like maybe if somebody gives you a strange response, like don't let that stop you from trying with the next person. And I think that's a big aspect too, because no one likes rejection. So having that sense of confidence and hope, uh, not only in yourself and how that you're worthy, but that other people would actually be welcoming hearing from you.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel so seen by everything you said. I feel like I live with um, like four young adults and every day we're like, I mean, we love each other, but after a moment, we're definitely like, okay, I wish <laughs> I never had to see you again. So it's like, it's trying to find other people um, you know, to be a part of our community is really hard. And there is definitely that fear of rejection of them saying, you know, no thanks or for them coming over and us just desiring other people, but then it not being this fantastic relationship. Um, wow. So that is awesome. I definitely, you had me at cookie party though. So I'm definitely going to have to try that because <laughs> it's a good I idea. love, yes, you had me at that. So that's awesome. Um, okay. So Can you share with us what your hope for this week is? Well,
2: I would say my hope for this week is my hope for every week, which is this quote that I came across, and it is, through all seasons of life, God is both loving and powerful. Hmm. And dwelling on that, the power of God, no matter what we're being confronted with on a personal level, on a global level even on a national level here this week is crazy, but it's just that, that truth because then we can go forward without fear or Mm. at least with a little more courage, even if we have fear because the idea of not having fear is so hard, but that's what bravery is. It's, it's facing up to that fear. And I think this is a time that can be very scary and is scary in a lot of ways. And we're going into a season where maybe our, routines are not going to be the same. And I think just holding on to the power of God and then using that as our strength to connect where we can and have a
0: hopeful heart for the future. Oh, wow. That is awesome. I love that prayer. I think that, um, it's definitely hard sometimes to look to the future with, you know, any kind of hope, especially now, um, especially when we're just desiring, you know, to either be with our parents or be with our friends we haven't seen in a while. And it can seem, um, you know, pretty daunting to be in that space. So that's awesome. I'll keep that prayer in mind. Um, how about you, Katie? What's your hope for this week?
1: Um, so we are making our family Thanksgiving plans, which like most folks are going to look vastly different. So I am hosting Thanksgiving for just like my immediate family and my grandfather's going to come in. And I've never... I've never been the host before. I've, I've, I've cooked like a, a mini Thanksgiving meal for just like my immediate, you know, group. But this is this will be about 10 people. We're only maxing out at 10, but that's more than I've done before. So it, I have hope that I can figure out the menu and that I don't burn anything and that it'll be a joy filled, you know, after kind of a crazy fall. Uh, in the midst of a crazy year that we'll all be able to gather at the table. It's our first holiday without my grandmother. So there's going to be some sadness there. But I think just I've hope that that's going to go well, <laughs> and that nobody gets poisoned by anything I cook. That's <laughs> That's my very practical hope for community within my family.
0: That's awesome. I watch your, um, your little cooking things on Instagram and the things that you bake. So I feel like everyone will be okay. because I think
1: we'll be okay. I think You so. seem to
0: really throw down. So I feel like yeah. you'll be fine. I'm
1: yeah. going to go hard on the pies. I think, I mean, I, Rose oh. has some little, uh, pajamas with pies on them. So like I feel like I have to lean into the pie baking. But uh Happy, yeah it yeah, be heavy, yeah why not?
0: I think there were a couple of Thanksgivings where I'm not even I can't even remember the actual Thanksgiving. I think I just waited till the end.
1: Just for, for the dessert exactly. Yeah. So
0: yeah.
1: it's okay. No Chanel what's your reason? Pie.
0: Um hmm so okay so mine is a little vain, but my hope for this week is I'm going to start um, working out. Um, which we all say every day, but I'm really going to do it. So um, I'm going to start with this new like exercise regimen with my sister. Um, and we're going to try to make like healthy food every day together over FaceTime. Um, nice. So my hope is that I, will stick to it. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, because I live down the street from a domino. So, you know, all bets are off there. Um, so I'm really hoping that I stick to it. I'm hopeful that this, this can be a good opportunity to spend time with my sister and, you know, maybe get in shape a little bit. So that's yeah. my hope.
1: That's a great one. Um, Catherine, where can we find you, uh, follow you, get your book? What Tell us how to get all things Catherine Sample.
2: All right. Well, if you would like to check out Gather Together, the best place to do that is on Amazon. And you can look up Gather Together recipes and reflections to inspire faith and friendship around the table. And then you can follow me on Instagram Celebrate Catholic. And that is where I post some recipes and just some fun things about why we can celebrate being Catholic every day.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll link everything down in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us on Ave Spotlight.
2: Thank you guys.
1: Ave Spotlight is a podcast produced by Ave Maria Press. You can find previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. We'd be grateful for a rating and a review, and if you would share other episodes that you've enjoyed with your friends and family. You can also check out our other Ave Maria Press podcast, Ave Explores, a long-form interview podcast that looks at a variety of different Catholic topics relevant to living our faith in the everyday. Our current Ave Explorer series is looking at the communion of saints, and you can find all of that content at Ave maria press.com. Catherine samples book is linked down in the show notes. We hope that you click on it gathered together is a great collection of recipes, stories, and reflections that we think would be really beneficial to helping you as you form community. We also have linked the dating project documentary as well as Catherine's social media profiles. So you can follow her and find out more about what she's doing and the ministry that she is creating. Again, thanks for listening this week to Ave Spotlight. You can find our previous episodes here over at AveMariaPress.com. Ratings and reviews help other folks find the show and listen to us every week. We'll see you soon.